Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. It's been another cracking day in the Premier League. Manchester City put eight past Watford. Sheffield United mounted the pressure on Marco Silva with a win at Goodison Park. And VAR made all the headlines yet again. This time at the King Power Stadium where Leicester came from behind to beat Spurs 2-1. You've had your say on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Here's the very best of your thoughts from the full-time phone-in with Adrian Durham and Alvin Martin. And also your verdict with me and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's get straight into it then. Here is Joel, the Watford fan, who unsurprisingly wasn't too happy to see his team concede eight goals at the Etihad. I've played in a lot of power leagues before, and if anybody turns up the power league and defends as well as we and defends like we did today, they wouldn't be invited again. It was that bad. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Being 5-0 down against Man City, defending the way we did, missing balls, not picking up runs, just running into no man's land, is unacceptable. We sacked Javi Gracia and brought in Kike Santa Flores to shore up the defence. As far as I'm concerned, nothing has gone on the train, has gone on, on the train ground since he's coming. Against Arsenal, it was woeful. It would be better in the second half. Today was just unacceptable. Playing two fullbacks in mid- in midfield, I just do not get. We are exposed defensively. We just do not know how to defend. And I'm saying this out loud. It's just because it was Man City, it's happening week in, week out against every other team. Unless this improves, next season, we are a championship club. What about Tuesday? Is it Tuesday, the Swansea game? Swansea are going to be travelling to Vicarage Road to play in the League Cup. Yeah. What do you think the atmosphere, Joel, is going to be like? Is it going to be one of uh, of support for the team? Are they going to try and help the team? Or are they going to be on top of the team in terms of you know being really angry about what's happened today? It doesn't matter. Ultimately, we're going to be angry regardless because our fans, I think, will stick to death of this fan defending. And I'm a positive fan and I will remain positive. I think we do have a very, very good midfield in the pack. Well, obviously, they can't do nothing with a defence like this. However, I think Tuesday night is a night to bring Sebastian Frodo back into the fold, and it is a chance just to get a winning feeling back into us. But more than anything, it is to prove to these players that they aren't what we saw today. They are what we've seen all season. They actually care. They're actually going to give 100%. And more than anything, they want to be at the club. As far as I'm concerned, today there was no fight. There was no commitment. The players that normally give, that normally fight and give, you know, are committed, just weren't there today. Craig Dawson, can we please send him back to West Brom with the receipt and get a refund? He is not good enough. He is not Premier League quality. 
Okay, so very quick question, Joel. How did you put in that performance in the second half last Sunday and then put in this performance? There's no shame in being beaten at Manchester City. There's a shame in the manner of the defeat. And this was a world away. This performance and the attitude and the application was a world away from that second half last week. So they're capable of it. There's a big difference. We were 2-0 down against a woeful Arsenal team last week where the only thing they had, they put away, yet it was still bad, surely defending the two goals conceded. Yet last week, we were able to bring on Pereira and our attacking class shone through, right, as well as our midfielding to Puen Today, they look shattered, they look leggy. Don't understand why. They're professional footballers. They should be able to maintain their own fitness. They should be able to do the work on the training ground and be fresh for every game. Man City played on Wednesday night. They had a long trip to Ukraine. They should be the tired and leggy ones, not us. In all honesty... Last week was just a fluke by the way things have been this season because we have been ab- we have been an absolute disgrace. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I, I blame the people of Norwich and, Norwich <laughs> and Coleman's mustard and anything connected with them, really, because... Uh, it's Delia's fault, isn't it? It's Delia's, all Delia's fault. They, they've gone and really wound them up and they, they come and give us a good kick in today. Um, rightly so, though, I mean... Team selection, first and foremost, I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, about. I was just checking that right then, having a look at your team selection. Yeah, I mean that was all that was all backwards, and, I, and I've got to say this, and and I, and I mean this in the in the, how it's meant to be. We've got a forty million pound player sitting on the bench, and we've got a championship player that we've signed, putting him in defence. Now I know they're playing two different positions, but you go to Man City, you've got to put your best side out. You know, you, you can't put a, a slapstick side together and and. I don't know whose idea it was to sign Craig Dawson, but um, there was a reason he stayed at West Brom last season because he really looked out of his depth today. Carl, do you reckon Kiki Sanchez Flores is sitting there thinking, why did I come back? <laughs> uh, yeah, pro- I, do you know what? Kike's a funny one because a lot of people, I mean, I've heard it a couple of times here, they, they've said that he, uh, he, you know, he left the club or he was sacked or, or whatever. Not strictly true. He, he, he pulled a clause out in his contract after the first year so there was always that that bit of, from a from a supporter's point of view. Nobody wanted him to leave. I certainly didn't. I thought he I thought he'd done very well when he was with us. Um, he's probably thinking tonight though. What have, what have I done? You know. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of people who wanted Javi Garcia out, who were probably thinking, Oh dear, what have we done? All right, thank you so much for your call. Why don't we hear from Kiki Sanchez-Flores now? He said that the early goal, the first one of the eight, uh, scuppered his side's game plan. We didn't have time to to know because uh, we conceded the first goal in 30 seconds and the second goal, I think, three minutes or four minutes. So we didn't have time to to know what, what happened. Uh, we know they cross. We know they make diagonals. We know the, how quick they put the ball in fouls and everything. So... But they were more alive than us, and they are more clever. And so, it's many, many advantages for Manchester City. If you want to win to Manchester City, you need to make the perfect match, even to be a little bit lucky because they are really good. So it's one of the best team of the world. Ooh, it does not sound too pleased, Darren. Uh, as you would expect, obviously, 8-0 down in the end, 5-0 um, down after 18 minutes. But he's talking about that first goal, which was about 30 seconds in. Have you ever had that? Have you ever conceded a goal that early and it's just killed you for the rest of the game? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, especially when you, you game plan probably all week, um, especially outside that match of the City, which is tough as, as it is, you have a game plan to write. Let's be maybe to be solid for the first 20 minutes or so. I was going to say, what was the game plan, do you reckon? I have no idea, but I'm sure it, obviously it didn't, it didn't 
mean conceding so quickly but I just think after the first one you go okay cool you can, you've still got time to then right okay we're 1-0 down but let's make yourself solid not concede again but then to go as I said five goals in 18 minutes that's just a complete lack of discipline organisation um, communication maybe there's so many different elements that you can you can throw into the mix to, to concede five in 18 minutes we called it a day at 6-0 ran back to the car and we're almost on the A1 heading south Hang on a minute. Hang on. So six nil, three minutes into the second half, wasn't it? Yeah. So you left yeah. in. Absolutely, absolutely. We were up at five o'clock this morning to leave at Essex at seven to get up the road to Manchester to watch that dreadful performance. And that's all we've seen since round about. Well, I'd say the turn of the year. Absolute rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. So what are you you putting it down to? What are you putting it down to? Because you've changed managers. Is is it just him getting time to settle in? What's it down to? No, he doesn't need time to settle in. He's been at the club before. Why why have we gone back to something that failed before? His percentages are worse than Gracia. It's the players. They're overpaid and they're over here. I looked at Wofford and I think, you know, why did they get rid of him so early? Uh, That was my first instinct, you know. Look, they've got lucky. They've got lucky. Ian, they've got lucky, I think, in the past with, with managers. Appointment of managers, I think they have, they've been very fortunate because you keep you keep rolling the dice as often as they do. You're going to, somewhere along the line, you're going to get a couple wrong. And it looks like they've certainly got this one wrong going back out and agree with you there. I mean, that, that, they, what, what did this say about um, Man City or Watford? Or what did it say about Arsenal as well? Arsenal were 2-0 up, but your team <laughs> came back against them. So what does it say about Arsenal as well, this result today? But I'll tell you what it is. From my perspective, when I first saw Watford in 71, what has changed the game? Money and greed. That is killing our game. It's killing the game. The Premiership is an absolute liar division to watch. Week in, week out. Ian, listen to that. Take your uh, uh, Liverpools out of it, and that's it. Two highlights of today, Everton and Luton, both losing. Ian, are you going down? (laughs) Ian, are you going down this year? Well, I'll tell you what, the Championship's a better better division than the Premiership to watch. Ian, listen, thanks for, the, thanks for the call, mate. It's despondent, and you can understand why. He left at 6-0, it finished 8-0. OK, we lost 8-0, but to my mind, it doesn't make a, it doesn't make a lot of difference. What? Because we're not, going to go down, we're, not, we're not going to go down on goal difference. How do you know that? Uh, well, they could, they could. But they lost, they lost 6-0 at home to uh, City a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, and also in the cup last final last time. season. I'm more concerned about the, the games like Bournemouth and, uh, you know, teams that we can beat at home. Thomas, aren't you embarrassed? No. Why not? 8-0. Well, You're a Premier League team. Well, these things happen. When City turn it on, they could beat anybody. City could beat... They could beat Man United 10-0 on their day. They beat, they beat West Ham 5-0 on the first game away. And West Ham have recovered nicely from that. I don't think it's a toughie because obviously, yeah, they beat they beat West Ham first game of the season five nil, but they had five in eighteen minutes against Watford. I I just think that yeah, that's a record. It's it's got, it's got to be a record. Five in eighteen minutes is, is is crazy for me. But I just think that yeah, Watford they they might not go down a goal difference, but at the minute they're arguably one of the worst teams in the Premier League at the minute. They're not playing well at all. They're obviously, the, the club's in a bit of disarray with the managers. As I said, they bring in a manager who they felt wasn't good enough the first time around, so they let him go. They bring him back, and then these kind of results happen. So, Thomas, isn't the barometer? Shouldn't the barometer be? Shouldn't it not be 
yeah, but they lost by that much. We only lost by this much. Shouldn't it be last week we, we clawed back a draw against Arsenal? Two all in the end. Well, we were 2-0 I mean, down. The, atmos- the atmosphere after last week, they were, they were magnificent last week. And uh, they, uh, everybody thought this is great, and this is the way this is the way we can play at home. But once we, once the once we were three or four nil down, we, 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 there's no point in killing ourselves, getting injured, trying to trying to get back in the game. I didn't go to the game today because uh, I work abroad and I landed back from Vegas yesterday. I'm just too tired to do it. But I've just spoken to my mates that were at the game, and one of them has got his uh, six-year-old boy, and he's absolutely in tears over this. I, I just hope. And I, I honestly hope that if Scott Duxbury is listening to me now, I just want you to sit back and reflect on what you've done to our team. Because 5 nil, it then we had two lots of 6 nil, including the FA Cup final. We lost 2-1 to them at home. That's 19 goals. We've got eight goals today. It's getting worse. And this is all because of poor management by the management, not letting a manager stay at Watford and developing a, a team. You can't expect... Key, I mean, you know, Kike Sanchez-Flores must, must be battering his head against the wall thinking, what do I do here? I mean, the team he picked today, you know, again, I was getting phone calls saying, Christ, what, 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 we, we've got, we've got the, the worst defence we could put on the pitch today. He's trying all sorts of different things. You know, this, no disrespect, this is not Burton Albion we're playing. This is Man City. Am I surprised? No, I thought it was going to be another 6-0, but hey, I, I just feel the writing's on the wall for us this season. Well, do you know what, Mike, Mike I, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the strategy sometimes of, of boards, right, OK? And, and Adrian, I'll ask you this well. They, they change manager a lot, don't they, Watford? They do. Yep. They, and, and I don't know what the strategy is. Um, is it? I always say to you, Adrian, it's like playing Russian roulette when you change your manager because you, you are taking massive risks. If you get one that you, you believe in, stick with him for as long as you can. And if he goes through a spell... I'll, I'll tell you, Alvin, I'll tell you what it is. It's just like panic investing. It, they, they panic. They panic, panic, panic. And they think, oh, we've got, we've got to sort it out immediately. We, 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 we can't let any... Again, I said this last week. Go yeah. back five years... They didn't even give Sean Dyche a chance. Now, I know Sean Dyche had one bad year with Burnley, but look at what he's done now. The yeah. board at Burnley have sat by Sean Dyche and said, you know what, we, we, we trust this guy. Give him some time, let him develop. It's like, it's like a bottle of wine, a good bottle of wine. It matures in time. Do you know what I think? Do you know, do you know do what I think the, the way they think? Uh, this is only my opinion. I think what they think is we're not going to let any one man... Uh, have too long if we've got a doubt about him and we're going to get rid of him straight away and we're going to get somebody else in because if you leave the wrong man in charge he can take your club all the way down and, and, and then it's irreversible you can't you can't make your way back I think that's their thinking of it and to be fair up to now it has worked whenever they've got a new manager in it's done well whether it be Silva or, or Gracia Flores they, they've, they've done well it, yeah. but I still think Somewhere along the line, it's going to bite you in the backside. Bernardo, can I just ask you, again, great performance by you. Five goals in 18 minutes is a record. 18? No, 18 minutes. Oh, no team's ever done that before that quickly. Again, you keep breaking records this side. I mean, what's it all about, really? It's incredible what you keep doing as a team. Well, yeah, we, we, we didn't think about the record. I, I personally didn't even know. But, yeah, luck, luckily we scored very early. Uh, I think all the chances we had on the first 15 minutes we scored, so it was good. It was a good performance. We wanted to give our fans that after the defeat in Norwich, and I think I think they were they were they were amazing the way they supported us after after the defeat. 
and yeah, very happy with the three points, very happy to to get back on track, and now we're going to the next one. I think it's fair to say then it's not a good thing for other teams if Manchester City get angry and the Norwich game obviously made you all angry. You've done it in the week at Shakhtar and now today. Incredible. Uh, is that the way you felt and you feel? Well, yeah, when you when you lose a game, you, you always want to want to give a good response, a good answer to to losing to especially to your to our fans that didn't deserve that that defeat. And yeah, uh, the team played very well against Shakhtar once again today, very well. And we want to keep going this way. This team showed over the last two seasons and the few months that, that we, always, we always want more. We're always hungry for more. And that's the way we want to keep going. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Finished Leicester 2, Spurs 1. Let's hear from Maurizio Pochettino with TalkSport's Sam Matterface. Maurizio, the game seemed to turn when you scored a goal, which looked to have given you a two-goal lead. VAR intervened and decided that Son was offside. What were your thoughts on that? Bad luck for us. <laughs> Disappointed, uh, but accept, uh, I accept the, the, the rules. I accept the, the system uh, on the game. I'm, I'm not going to, to blame or to complain. It's only accept that this uh, today was uh, against us the, the, the system. Um, I have nothing to say too, too much. What do you make about the fact that, again, you've taken the lead in a game and haven't won it? Sometimes football is difficult to explain. Of course, that we are in a period that... Uh, uh, the strategy or the planification or the um, the decision uh, always um, because to nil up or one nil up uh, I think are, are fantastic but and, and then in some point the games uh, turn uh, again us uh, that happened in, in many games and of course uh, that disappointed we need to judge analyze and to see what happened and and try to, to improve. You're a happy character. You always come out and talk to us and give us a big smile and you're you're great with people. Do you feel that you've got a happy camp at the moment? Because you look sometimes a bit more agitated on the touchline. You're always passionate anyway, yeah. But do you feel like you've got a happy camp at the moment? <laughs> no, because you're you are telling me that we uh, struggle to win away from home. 
that is it's impossible to be happy and, and smile and, and of course uh, we are struggling a little bit but uh, I think um, you know uh, I am serious because uh, the situation is uh, it's a moment to be serious and try to find um, you know solution um, and of course um, I like this type of moment. I like when uh, we are winning, when we are uh, playing the final of the Champions League. Uh, but I am uh, too very comfortable in this type of situation that demand the character and demand uh, the the big balls and and to be brave, uh, to work hard and try to to face the, the problems. Do you think you need to show more big balls? It's a coin of phrase in order to win away from home in the Premier League because you haven't done so since January. Now. Yeah, but you know, um, I think in, in a moment during the game. Uh, it's, it's so hard to accept for everyone, no? Uh, to lead uh, g- games uh, like uh, Olympiacos to nil or yeah. Arsenal to nil or today one nil and and then finish with that uh, with that feeling. Uh, that is the most difficult thing to to accept and to and to deal with. Uh, but you know, uh, in my career, like a player or now like a manager, I, you need to accept that type of situation. And the only way to turn. Um, and change uh, that dynamic is working so far. Hang on, Alvin, were they talking about big balls there? Both of them? Did that, <laughs> I was think that they right? were. I think they were. <laughs> but I think we knew what, what he was saying. And, 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 and have they got balls that are big enough? <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the question here. Look, the question here is, Spurs, would I be worried if I was a Spurs fan? And the answer to that is, yes, I would, because we spoke about it before the game. Leicester are a team that are looking to infiltrate a top four. That, that, that is where Rodgers is. And do you know what? Since he came in, Adrian, only Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea have picked up more points than Rodgers. Uh, now, that's a team that's on the, on the way up. It's on the way up and Spurs. There's no, no disgrace in getting beaten by a team like Leicester because Leicester, I think, are going to shake it up at the top. And they're, out of all the chasing pack, are the ones that are best placed. And uh, that, that is worrying, I think, as a Spurs fan. And, and look, Spurs... Spurs fans are going to be very, very careful because it's been such a good ride and such a fabulous performance by Pochettino since he arrived that sometimes you start taking it for granted, Adrian. They were in the Champions League final in the summer that they could have only dreamt about before he arrived. And I speak to some Spurs fans who still want a little bit more. And and I I think it's a very, very difficult situation. They're at a crossroads now. Mm. If they start to make his job more difficult and they were to lose Pochettino, it could all come falling down. They've got a fantastic stadium, so many positive things there, but that can all we know that that can all come falling down because if you haven't got the right manager and the right players on the pitch in a fabulous stadium, I don't care how great it is, and I think it is the best in the country, then then it's, it's a very precarious position. Let's speak to a couple of Spurs fans. Aaron is the first one uh, to ring us. 087172 um, how are you feeling about that uh, performance and obviously the defeat, Aaron? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say that getting beat by Leicester is no... That, that ain't the biggest problem for sure. me. Leicester are a good side. They will be up there challenging for the top four, top six, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Spurs cannot keep throwing away leads. It's embarrassing. We was one up with 20 minutes to go. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you've been tuning it up because of VAR. Listen, we've had our fair share of ups with VAR so now we get a that the City won by an ball simple as that it's not an ball so we got lucky we can't keep buying away lead and as a Spurs player it's very worrying very worrying because we're just going to throw it all away 
the end of the season comes, the Real Madrid job comes up, the Man United job comes up, he goes. As simple as that. And he takes probably Harry Kane with him, Ericsson or whoever. It's some very worrying times at the moment. What's the, what's the answer then? I mean, is, is it all down to the owner and Daniel Levy and how the club is run? Or could you ask more of the players? Could you ask more of Pochettino? You can't really ask any more of Pochettino. You can ask more of the players. Yeah, Pochettino picks his team. Arguably, best side today. Arguably, should should have got anywhere near the squad if you drop in Deli Alley after Ericsson's performance on midweek. It was embarrassing. Fair enough, he does he does throw in the towel often. But Tuesday, Wednesday, he threw in the towel. He, he looked like he didn't want to be there. He ran a little bit. His pass percentage was about three percent. Embarrassing and. You've got to give him the benefit of that because it isn't that often that he does it. But we, we can't we can't be carrying players like that anymore. We're not we're not Spurs of old. We need to nip it in the bud and say, listen, if you don't want to be here, you, you just leave. Like, people like want to come in for him. There was a team coming in for him. There was a team coming in for him. Spurs want to let him go. Simple as that. We got we got the quality. We got the players. Yeah, definitely. We got the potential. We got a new stadium. You know, we got the manager. But it's not clicking, and you know we're all a bit confused about what's going on at Tottenham. And I don't know. I've been thinking about this, Laura, for a few weeks, and I've come up with this kind of like phrase in my mind that Pochettino is overmanaging. And I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well there, but I feel like he's overmanaging. Do you get where I'm coming from? Well, sort of, but but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you mean in the way that he's what coaching them, or do you mean during the actual game when the way that he's managing the game? It's more down to team selection. Okay, in what way? Do you think he got it wrong today? Well, I mean, look, I'm old school. In the old days, I was watching Spurs in the 80s. You know, a player would come into the team because he was showing good form and he'd keep his place in the team if he was keeping good form and he'd lose his place in the team if he lost form or got injured. Mm. That's not the case these days. Can you you give us an example of a, a specific... Well, I mean, you know, Sonny's in and out of the side. He didn't play the other night. You know, he's the star of the show. I mean, Lucas Moura, semi-final against Ajax. He's the one. In the final, he's he's you know. definitely the one, I think, Lucas Moura. He gets appallingly tre- yeah. because he's in. He scores big goals. Hattrick in the semi-final doesn't play the final. Scores in, yeah. in midweek, doesn't play today. Yeah. What, yeah. what about the unrest? Like, what about the unrest that supposedly players wanting to leave? Do you think that there are more problems than it seems? There's obviously unhappiness there. And, you know, if you battle to get in the team and then you get dropped and you don't know why and then the manager picks you when your form's not good because for whatever reason the manager's got in his mind, he's juggling the play, he's trying to keep everyone happy. He's thinking two or three games ahead and he's thinking, well, I'll play this team for the League Cup and I'll play this team for the Champions League and I'll play this team for the... But actually, nobody's happy because nobody knows when they're going to play. So there's no incentive to the players to put in a good shift because they might get dropped or they might get picked and it's not down to what they're doing. It's down to the manager's kind of discretion. Do you see where I'm coming from? Well, I think there's, there's one player, I think, on Spurs' team that we know is going to play in every single game and that's Harry Kane. He's the one who seems to play in every single game that Spurs, whether that be Champions League, Cup games. Though? That's the difficulty. Mm. And I think people spoke about that before, like how do you find an adequate backup for Harry Kane so you can give him a rest? I feel gutted. Um, I thought we was going to bounce back and win that today and Something seriously is not right at our club. We, Harry Kane looked like he tried his hardest today, carrying the team. The other lads just their hearts not in it. Ericsson, awful. Ericsson, you, it just it's not worth playing him anymore. His, his heart's not in it. He doesn't want to be at, with us. 
Um, if you saw, he played against Villa, he came on as a sub and he changed the game and he won it. He played his heart at Ericsson because... That was when he, he, could, he could still go then, couldn't he? Exactly. That's why he played his heart out, because he wanted the move to go. And then he didn't go, and he's just down tools. His heart's not in it. Still picking up his big his wage, his big wage. But not, not, not even a care for the fans. Not even a care for the people that love the club since they was born. But we love our club. Is it all down we to want... Ericsson, though? No, no, it's down to Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis, who own the club, who have got no passionate, no passion at all. They don't want to win trophies. They just want it's a, Tottenham is a cash cow for them. They just want to make money, as much money as they can. Property, new training ground, property, new stadium, property. They're an, they're an investment company. They're not interested in what's happening on the pitch. We want trophies. We want to be successful. We want to be like Arsenal that win trophy. A couple of years ago, the back-to-back FA Cup. We last won the FA Cup in 1991. It's, it's, it's a joke. What about, the, Lee, what about the manager? Are you happy with the manager? Is it all about the, the, the board that you're not happy with, the investment? Do you think Pochettino is the one that, that you need there to be able to take you forward? I feel sorry for him because he's done a great job while he's been there and he, he has been let down. He, 100% he's had broken promises after broken promises. And he is not happy there. You can tell. I listen to Adrian every, drive on the drive home every night. Fantastic. And, and, and he's saying, it, it, you know, if you're not happy, then leave. Then that's what he needs to do. Because he's clearly not happy. He's clearly frustrated. He's clearly not been backed properly. I mean, a proper couple, two players, two top, top players... That's all we need is two top players to come to our club and, uh, and we will start winning trophies. But tell you no. what, Lee, if you lose Pochettino, you won't get in the Champions League, you won't win anything. Because no. I'll tell you what, he is irreplaceable at this moment in time. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Uh, let's speak Everton now because it was a woeful performance at home, by the way. Sheffield United on the road beat them 2-0. Massive, massive plaudits to Sheffield United. Everton, on the other hand, it's been so up and down for so long. They can't, qu- they just can't get consistent. Let's hear from some Everton fans. Pat is on the line. How are you doing, Pat? Oh, yes. Thank you for listening to me. Ah, you're this absolutely welcome. This is the welcome. worst team that I've actually seen. They've got no heart at all. <sighs> What's, no where's, where does that come from, team. Pat? There's no leaders. Well, it comes from the manager, doesn't it? Mm. But you say there's no leaders as well. Silver, Silver stands on the, the, the sideline there as if he's got no worries at all. We need a couple of players to actually step up. And we've got nobody there at the present time. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you've spent quite a lot of money recently, but you can't we seem to like get this consistency. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we've got no leaders in the team. Is it's it... like Phil Jagielka left and he went to Sheffield United. And he said it this week when he went, there's no leaders at Everton. Hmm. There's no leadership and that's what we lack. Is that the problem, Darren? Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, when I think of Everton teams, and as you mentioned there, Phil Jagielka, I remember the times it was like Phil Jagielka, Distan, Leighton Baines and Tony Hibbert. And I remember that was always a tough... First and foremost, Everton were defensively very, very strong. They were hard to break down, hard, difficult side to play against. And you're right, right now, they just don't seem to have that, that defensive mindset at the minute. And they've brought all these players, as you said, but hardly any of them are playing. It's weird, isn't it, as well? Marco Silva and set pieces don't seem to go well together very much, Pat. He's, the thing with me, you look at Leicester, and Leicester, for me, are in a better position than what Everton are. 
And I hate to say it, Brendan Rodgers is doing a really good job there. Mm. And he's got some really, really good players. But we should be up there, not Leicester. We're a bigger club than Leicester. I, I do but think, it doesn't uh, really look that way at the present time. I did expect, with the, the signers Everton made, I, I expect them to be doing a lot better than they did. I said, some of the, sign, the signers they made, like Moses Keane, I was mm-hmm. excited about. Uh, obviously, Andre Gomez now is a... But are we all playing them in the right position? That that is a. I think team selection at the start of the season was what was killing you because you made these signings and as I said, none of them were playing. James is also an Everton fan. James, where do you think the problem lies? I couldn't agree more with the previous caller. The I can't stress it enough. When we individually, the players we have now compared to what we had back when we had Lee Carsley, Leon Osman, Baines, Peanut. Individually, we've got a way better team now. But like you said, nobody talks. Not a single midfielder on that pitch talks. Apart from Depp, but he's just come in. He's like he's not settling in. He's a great player, but he had an off game today. But Schneiderlin, he is a lorry. He's an absolute lorry in the midfield, and it's just if we get knocked out the cup on Tuesday, for me, this season season's gone to pot already. For me, you know, you're saying that you think you've got a better team now than you did back then. But when I when I think of Everton's team back then, as I said, with the likes of this stand, Jagielka, Tim Howard in goal, uh, Baines, Tony Hibbert, Tim Kea was there. I felt as a, a unit, like Everton Football Club as a unit, they were always difficult to play against. And I, I felt like every person in that team knew their role. So the back four would obviously stay compact. It was hard to get in behind them. The midfield would be quite narrow as well. So you couldn't, you couldn't really go through them. And they were always really hard. Whereas at the minute, if I looked at uh, Everton's team, I couldn't quite tell you how Marcus Silva wants to play. Like There's no real identity to the way Everton are playing at the minute. And I think that's why they're struggling a little bit. Could not agree more. Could literally could not agree more to that. Because we were a team back then. Now all it is it's so you'll see any any comments or whatever it's all it's just predictable. It's give it to Luca Dean, give it to Coleman. Mm. Let's run down the line. Let's hit the first man with the cross. Moyes Keane, I rest nothing on his shoulders at the minute. He's not 19, is he? Just come to the country. What is he meant to do? The three behind him aren't within 40 foot of him. Mm. What what's the what's the point? What like you said, what is the game plan? Oh, it's four two three one every game. The three do nothing. I think one thing as well I thought as well when I looked at the start of the season I, I was excited with the Moses Keane signing but I think when you go into a Premier League season obviously experience up top like you've had obviously Lukaku scored a lot of goals but when you think about Moses Keane like, and Calvert-Lewin th- there's hardly any experience there yeah. none of them really both prolific young. yet yeah. both really young so who's actually going to be there to score you the, the 20 goals or 15 to 20 goals that really you need well, Marco, you started really well. Um, the possession was good. The pace was good. You were playing the ball forward. What went wrong from that? Yeah, after the mistake we made and, um, with our own goal, uh, everything changed. Uh, we thought, to be honest, we not a reason for that. Even if you made the mistake and football can happen, the mistakes with our own goal is impossible for us to change everything and you start to don't think at all what is the best solution every time because I agree with you. Till that moment we, we are playing with the pace, playing forward, creating problems, creating sh- um, dangerous moments around the box and after because we made against a big mistake, a big, big mistake we made. Uh, but in football can happen, we cannot change everything and you cannot be so nervous too because when you are playing so nervous you cannot uh, take the right decisions. And you had a chance just after their goal when uh, perhaps you might have just changed the, the, the complexion of the game. Yeah, again, 
Okay, they they were winning one 0 without uh, shooting our in our post, and they didn't arrive even even close to our box until that moment, and they were winning one 0 But we had a strong reaction last ten minutes of the first half, uh, but unfortunately we didn't we didn't score in that in that moment. Of course, the second half will be different if you do that. But unfortunately, we didn't score, and the second half was not good enough. Not with the mobility we we should put, not with the the pace we should put, but more not with the the patience and the calm we should play football. Yeah, you you put plenty of attacking players on, so you you, you tried everything you could really to try and change the game around. Yes, we 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 gave the, the, the we made the decisions and. The, and different feedbacks inside the pitch, and we try to play first with the two strikers, with Alex on the left, and after try to play with Alex behind the two strikers and play with the line three men's the back with you doing all the all the right side. Uh, we we have tried, but the, again the, the performance in the second half was not uh, not good enough. Uh, we have to to work on on that to 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 analyze to show our players why. Um, was so different before the, the, the goal we conceded and after uh, everything was so different and you cannot change everything and play so nervous football because after you don't take the right decision. Jan Bollock, Jan Bollock, Marco Silva out. Seriously? Paul makes Marco Silva out. What, what's he doing? What is he doing? Was it all down to him today? It is, it's all down to him. He put the team out, you know, he never even started two up front. You know, what's going on? Forever sure we should be on the phone to Jose Mourinho right now. Do you think he'd go to Everton? I reckon he will. I reckon he will. You know, it's a stepping stone for him. It's a good, it's a good move for him. Well, I'm not sure he would see it like that. He says he wants to go to a club that's uh, challenging for honours, one of the top clubs in Europe. And I know Everton are a big and historic and traditional club. What a massive club. And Marco Silva is destroying our club. He's lost the dressing room. He's lost it. I'll tell you what, what they have done, Adrian. They've, they've spent a lot of money to get into the top six minimum. That's what Everton have done. That was the plan. Uh, a lot of money was spent in the previous two uh, reigns as well. You know, Cumin spent a lot of money. So the, the quality should be there. And then it's about, right, OK, have we got an all-round game? What I see about Everton is OK when things are going well, but when you ask questions of them, uh, and, and then the going gets tough. Have they got the leaders? Have they got the character to be able to come through? Because one thing about Everton, when they were winning things, they had character running right the way through the team. I don't really see that in this present Everton side. Let's go to a positive call now. Craig is a Sheffield United fan. First of all, Craig, congratulations, because you come back up into the Premier League. And to be fair, I think it's been an exceptional start for you. Are you enjoying it? Oh, well, firstly, good evening. And thank you very much for a member of... Uh the press being complimentary towards Sheffield United. Oh, I love I you, Lord. Think enough of you have been. Really? Do you think you have enough yeah. heart? To, why? Do you think it's you're not an attractive enough side? Why do you think that is? Uh, I, I, I think we're probably a, we're, we're different. I think that's a good way of, of uh, describing us with attacking overlapping centre halves, etc. There's not many teams at the minute that have got one of three centre halves pinging in balls for for strikers to go for. Um, <laughs> But, you know, um, we are obviously still fresh to the Premier League, but the Chris Wilder effect of the last couple of years is very much there, alive and kicking. And uh, we're a very united club at the minute. And I think uh, I think we're positive for the Premier League. It's amazing. I'm looking at the league table at the moment. Uh, eighth. 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 Yeah. It's, it's just great though, isn't it? Um, I've spent yeah. a fair bit of time with your club at the beginning of the season, meeting them and, and interviewing various different players and Chris Wilder as well. There is something about 
that not just I know what you're saying about the way that you play the style that you play not many people play the way that you do but there's something as well about what happens behind the scenes at that club and that spirit yeah, that's think, created uh, I think a massive I think a massive part of that is that obviously the captain the manager are both diehard blades I think the players that come on board are made to be Sheffield United fans you look at the likes of Basham, etc., thoroughbred Geordie, but I think he's probably red and white blade colour running through him now. Uh, and also, you look at you look who was middle of the park today, John Lundstrom. He played eight games last year in the Championship. That ball he played through to Mooset today, a bit of a worldie. If that was one of the big teams, people would be waxing lyrical over it. So hopefully, with performances like this, we're going to get noticed a little bit more by, you know, maybe a guy that does a drive time show for you. Sheffield United are a breath of fresh air for the uh, Premier League. And uh, I, uh, I just hope we can uh, carry on this nice start that we've had and secure some Premier League football for the city again next year. So what are you thinking, Craig? Maybe top four? Oh, Darren, don't make me laugh, my friend. How facetious of you! Yeah, uh, how facetious. You know, uh, no, I mean, if we if we if we finish anywhere in that, you know, thirteenth, thirteenth, thirteenth position, twelfth, I, you know, I, I. It, as long as we stay up, yeah. that's the main thing. I, I'm just I enjoying the ride. I, I agree as well. I think I think the, yeah. the expectation doesn't need to be too high about an even no. an unbelievable start. But I think first and foremost, if you can stand the division, that's a massive positive. Absolutely. And then next season Absolutely. you've got to build again. Well, Chris, your fans certainly enjoyed that. Um, you must have done too. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the performance, would you believe? And I have really enjoyed all our, our all our performances so far. A couple of results of. Of, that we haven't haven't got that we think maybe we should have done especially last week but tables turned this week we, we you know we were we were the team on the on, on, on the back foot so to see so to say and um, rode our luck at times um, scored uh, from a from a corner um, and obviously the second goal was great from our point of view but really against back to all performance again today and not good in possession from my point of view we've been better. But when you needed to defend the box, our, our three certainly did that uh, all, all afternoon. How much genuine um, uh, confidence you get from that? Because it, you know the number of chances haven't had clear-cut chances. You could probably say they had two clear-cut chances the whole of the game. That must give you an enormous amount. Of yeah, I just as I said, I just like us to play better with the ball. You know, because we, we've come here to you know to compete um, and not just be on the back foot for, for every game. And we did that at Bournemouth, and we certainly did that second half. At, at, at Chelsea, uh, but when when you're not at it with the ball, you've got to make sure you've got a defensive shape and a solidity about you that that keeps the opposition's chances to a minimum. And I thought we did that. And you dawned for the club, so nice for the new owner to, to yeah. get a victory under his belt. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle for everybody, but we've not used it as an excuse. I don't think we would have had the the relative success that we've had over the last three years if. If it was absolutely carnage behind the scenes, so there has been a bit of stability. But of course, you know, every manager wants to wants to work in peace and get on with the job. And um, and, and from now on, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be allow, allowed to do that. And I think every supporter doesn't want their, you know, the name of the football club being talked about off the pitch. Do you want to be talking about what's what's going off on the pitch? And, and we've certainly achieved some great success. And being into the into the Premier League for us is, is a great achievement. We, we, we want to carry on. Game day, the biggest football league in the world. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport.
The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.